Hi, everyone. This is Les from Paint with Les. I'm here hanging out with Just Heck, just another podcast. And I'm very excited to have a conversation with y'all today. That was awesome. Yes. Thank you. And I'm glad you didn't call me <laughs> Raphael. I know. But why is your name Raphael on your page? On the thing, it says Raphael. <laughs> so I thought that was your name. <laughs> So good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, my name is Just Heck, and this is another episode of Just Another Podcast. This is episode five, and tonight I feel is a great treat for you guys because I'm interviewing someone from a previous hometown of mine, the BX. Um, it's Paint with Les. This is Leslie Mejia of the Bronx, of the South Bronx, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Yes, sir. And I appreciate you, you know, being a part of the show tonight. Um, I met Les at the Bronx Brewery mm -hmm. over the summertime, and you were hosting. You you have like a a, a paint a a paint project that goes mm -hmm. on there where people can kind of you know you have your little drink or whatever, and you sit there and you paint and stuff like that, and. I thought, wow, that was amazing. Um, I, you know, and I, I kind of thought, man, this would be someone awesome to interview and to learn about her story and and how this all came about. Um, and you're an, also you're an L LMSW, which is amazing. Yes. Thank so you. Shout out to that. <laughs> you know, we definitely, you know, it's all about empowering. You know, our our young brothers and sisters. And, and that's that's a super power move so that's awesome thank you thank you so that. let's jump right into this so leslie paint with les <laughs> you know who are you like oh boy <laughs> oh boy i have such a hard time answering questions like that like tell me about yourself uh, <laughs> um I, so I'm Les, Leslie Mejia. I'm from the Bronx, New York. I am, you know, the daughter of Dominican immigrants, born awesome. and raised in the Bronx. I am also an artist, a social worker, an advisor. I work in college uh, spaces. So, you know, I kind of have, I have a lot of hats. I wear, I wear many hats. Like. Awesome. Awesome. No, that's dope. That's dope. So, wow, that, and I didn't, I didn't know you were Dominican. I mean, I, it, <laughs> you know, I, that that was something growing up. That was something, you know. I always thought growing up, Dominicans were like brown, like me, and then mm. come to find out that Dominicans can be actually lighter. But that's a whole <laughs> other story. But oh, no, yeah, that's dope. Sure. That's dope. Awesome. So, if 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 you would please. Uh, can we get into your story of like growing up in the Bronx and, and, you know, you were born here. Yeah. I was born in okay. the Bronx, South Bronx, Lincoln hospital. I know oh. there's a lot of people, people got to say a lot about Lincoln hospital, but <laughs> I love, I, I was born right down the block. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
No, nah, man, that's dope. So you you were born here. Your your parents emigrated here, mm-hmm. and so what was what was growing up in the Bronx like for you? I actually have a very interesting upbringing <laughs> uh, in the Bronx, New York, because I came up, uh, I was actually born in the 90s. Um, so I came up right after that era where everyone says the Bronx was burning. Um, I don't know if you heard yeah. that, no, no, that no. same before. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so, you know, fun fact, uh, and <laughs> I actually am learning more about this throughout my, you know, adulthood. But I actually grew up as a squatter in the Bronx. Uh, so okay. my father was part of this uh, group of folks that pretty much were going in and uh, going into those like abandoned buildings or mm-hmm. like buildings that were, uh, you know, previously closed off and fixing them up to live in them. Wow. And these were all like, yeah, these were all like New York City uh just abandoned buildings and there was this group of folks basically it was called inner city press and this guy he said let's make it happen let's bring uh you know housing to people and pretty much we lived there we lived in these buildings that we fixed up no one ever really I never knew the concept of paying rent because no one ever really paid rent um we had really high electricity bills but we also had like it, it was almost like we lived in Dominican Republic in the sense like we had like no hot water. Um, so oh, we, wow. we used to have like our own hot water tanks in each of our apartments. Wow. We used to go get like gas, um, gas tanks to, to cook our food, to connect wow. to the, to the, to the stove. Yeah. So it was like, wow. and we were all like very community oriented because everybody in our building was all Dominicans, Dominican immigrants that literally just wow. came and were, you know, living and navigating New York City mm-hmm. together. <laughs> so that was really cool. It was a it's a really good experience for me because it really showed me a lot about resilience and, you know, mm-hmm. being able to truly like make something happen with whatever you have, you know, and, uh, you know, I learned that from a very, very young age. So that's definitely something that stuck with me throughout my life. And, um, you know, that was my first iteration of what, you know, resilience looked like. And then from there, I was able to, you know, navigate going to school in the Bronx. I went to all public schools um, in the Bronx. I went to a very, very small high school uh, called South Bronx Preparatory. Okay. And I was the first sixth grade class in that school. And I went all the way from sixth grade to 12th grade. So I was the first graduating class of that school. Wow. Um, wow. So, you know, I, I like I said, it's very unique and, and, and you know, niche in, in, in sense because mm-hmm. not everyone has that experience in the Bronx. So I I really love my community because I feel like everyone always has something to say about the Bronx, but I never really experienced <laughs> that negativity in, in the sense that I always thought what we experienced was just us being in our natural state. Um, I didn't know anything but the Bronx until I went to college upstate New York. And then I was like, Oh, like this is wow. different. <laughs> <laughs> this is so different. Oh um, so okay. different. Um, but yeah, you know, just, just trying to figure it out, living the dream. <laughs> oh man, that's dope. That's dope. I, I mean, honestly, you know, I'm a little bit older than you, not by much, a little bit older, but I wouldn't be able to tell. 
Eleanor. Needless to say, um, I was young when the Bronx kind of just finished burning. Um, this is like in the 80s. And then I just remember going to visit family in the Bronx. And it was like a whole different world. Like, you know, that guys with long hair, ponytails. And <laughs> it was just like, and it was just, it, it was, it was wild, but mm. it was intriguing. It was fun. It was different, like you said, and it was very communal. Um, later on in my life, I moved to the Bronx. I moved to um, West Farms, which is cool. right, right near Parkchester. Mm -hmm. um, which is literally, I mean, it was it was like the edge of what it was, I literally live right up the block from Parkchester, like on oh, Archer wow. and Leland and all that stuff. Yeah, and um, it was it was a definite uh, a different world from where I came from previously. Um, but it, it taught me a lot about my Latin heritage a little bit because mm. I'm Dominican as well, but I'm mixed. Um, I hear you. Yeah, my, my father is Dominican and my mother is Puerto Rican and Black. So, Ooh. but I grew up with my mother's family primarily. Um, and so, you know, moving to the Bronx, it was like, you know, Spanish house party, and mm -hmm. the, the Spanish baby shower, which I find out doesn't end. <laughs> <laughs> the Dominican baby shower does not end. It yeah, you be there like 6 a.m. if you like, had to. You got to send an SOS, like, please come get me because they keep bringing out Aroy Gondula and, 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 and where they keep getting all these this beer from. Like, I, like, they, like I, it has to stop somehow. Like, oh, this, boy. like, by the time the baby shower is done, the baby is like, in school, like it's registered yeah. in school. So <laughs> not the kid in school. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So yeah, it, it's a it's a definite celebration. But um it was dope. I, I love the Bronx holds a dear place in my heart because I lived there for about seven years. Um and yeah, I mean it's it was a dope place. I mean it definitely had had its interesting portions of it. Mm -hmm. the, the segregation I, I never mm -hmm. really got um because everything is so close together but it's like different worlds yeah right you know like I agree it's so they're they're so close together but like the grand concourse and then jerome Ave is like a whole yeah. different world and, it's, and they're literally like three blocks away three like blocks away hill. from each other or, yes <laughs> the south exactly. Bronx, you know and then you had like uh, St. Anne's, or mm -hmm. you know, like, or, or just this is different parts of the Bronx, Longwood, and then you go to Prospect. Mm -hmm. They connect, but they're different. You know yeah, what I'm like, yeah, people are different, and so that's yeah. what I appreciated about my time in the Bronx because it was always, it was, it was always an adventure. It was always, mm -hmm. <laughs> it was always I hear an that. Adventure, I hear know? that. Um, so you grew up in the Bronx, your your dad would help fix up apartments mm -hmm. um, that basically were abandoned by yeah. the previous owners. Mm -hmm. um, so he, he basically did them a favor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's funny. Uh, so tell me, you know, so you, you graduated, so you, you were the first graduating class at uh, South Bronx Prep? Yeah, yeah, very small school. Okay, mm -hmm. and so tell me, 
you know, all right, so now moving on to high school. Yeah. And this that, that's gotta be like the two thousands. Yeah, what? it was 2007, <laughs> 2007. I'm oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Okay. So 2007. <laughs> 2007 hits. Mm-hmm. And you know, high school. What was that like? What was that? What was growing up? Oh, boy. High school. Um, You know, high school was interesting. <laughs> As we all develop in high school, right? And, mm-hmm. and go through our, our millions of changes. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually really involved in, in different clubs and organizations. Mm-hmm. When I was in high school, I did, I used to do hip hop. So I was a rapper. Oh, um, okay. I used to do a, yeah, there was a, a, a uh, hip hop. I got to ask you, nah. you're a rapper. First rap you ever said. Can you remember it? Can you remember Oh my first gosh. First, nah, I can't remember the first one. I was oh, yeah. probably in seventh grade when I did my first rap. And wow. I remember this because I was contemplating whether or not I wanted to go to this information session for this hip hop group, mm-hmm. like this hip hop after school program. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't want to go. I was like in my, in the back of my earth science class. I don't know if I want to go. I don't know if I would be good at this. And I wrote like, like a couple lines and they rhymed pretty well. So I was like, okay, now I'm ready. Like I literally prepped myself. I was probably 11 or 12 at the time. And, you know, from there, from there, it just, it just blew up. I, I was surrounded by like really dope teaching artists. Um, That was my first time experiencing like an arts program. Um, Because, you know, going to a very small school and also not, having a lot of resources because you know as a lot of people may know even today there's not a lot of art programs art resources for young people um you know in DOE specifically in the Bronx you know I think that that's something that you know uh, I I absolutely had very minimal experience with in 2006-2007 you know Mm -hmm. so to have this program come up out of nowhere, I was like, oh no, maybe. <laughs> and and I did it. I, I was part of the the collective of young artists in that space from my like sixth, seventh grade. Um, because I remember I told you that the school went from sixth all the way to twelve. From sixth, from like seventh, seventh grade to like when I graduated. Oh wow. Um and okay. in twelfth grade. So, so it, was, it was middle school, high school. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And it and it, it really became part of like who I was in school. Like I was that artsy person, you know. I did I did theater from there. I was in a couple plays. Um and then and then my visual artist, like just the visual artist in me, I guess, was ignited when I had the opportunity to do studio art um when I was in high school. So I started, I did a studio art class in eleventh grade and that was like, that was like it. I was like, oh, it's this is great. This is yeah. like I got to experiment. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, okay. yeah. And then I did that. So I did studio art in eleventh grade, and then I did AP art in mm. in twelfth grade. And wow. that's where I really like was able to tap in and experiment with who I was as a as a creative. You know, who's mm-hmm. your favorite rapper? Oh boy, I have a couple. I think that I really really <laughs> enjoy New York rap. So mm-hmm. I think like Joey Badass's style, um, it, it really resonates with me because it, it it just is truly one of those like people that mm-hmm. want to keep 
that New York rap style mm. forever, you know. And he's he's not even that deep into the game, but no, no. he Joey even, is amazing. He's yeah, dope. yeah. Listen, no, no, he, he, yeah, no, definitely, he carries the torch. Definitely, yeah, he's, for he's, sure, he's nice. for sure. I like yeah. his uh his first album, mm-hmm. his, his, his new stuff. I haven't really got a chance to listen to, but his yeah. first album, like took me back to like mm-hmm. the 90s yeah like yeah. i i first listened to him while i was in college and i think the song this his one of my favorite songs of his is christ conscious and it's like mm-hmm. it yeah, really felt one. like that like <laughs> deep like i'm bopping my head in the club <laughs> type of like <laughs> rap like i'm not dancing to joey badass okay. but i'm bopping yeah, for yeah. sure yeah. like <laughs> okay. okay so you so I, I, I'm curious, right? Because you you definitely have an artsy spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, but how did you so how did you get into social work? Like what made you get into social work? Because and yeah. what you know, what 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 made you decide that social work was your path mm-hmm. or an additional yeah. path? I don't know. I mean I mean, it's it's literally one of those things that I I just kind of like landed in the the right the the hands of the right guidance. Um, and I had a lot of really good people that tapped into my potential. And I think that before, excuse me, before I even saw what I could do, there was a lot of mentorship that came to me from like different teachers and um, you know individuals that I've met throughout the throughout my journey. And I think, you know, one, um, going away for college was really important for me. And when I was applying to school, I was applying for like theater programs and like, you know, art programs. I did some business like interests and stuff like that. And then I landed on, I, I and I think it's one of those things that when you want to pursue art and people don't understand it, like you, you land on something that is more practical, especially, um, you know, in my, given my experience as a first generation college student, you know, my parents didn't really understand what it was that we were doing in the first place. And also they wanted to know that, you know, you were, that you, their daughter was doing something that was going to be safe, secure. And, um, you know, they were going to be able to be all right after they finished their studies. So, you know, I, I one, tried to go as practical as I could. I think I landed on like business. And when I got to school, I think I was like, I enrolled in like a micro or a macro economics class. And I went to the first class and I sat down in that lecture hall. There was like probably 500 people there. And I was like, I cannot do this. This is not for me. Wow. <laughs> um, and I, I met with my advisor and we just kind of talked it through. He he asked me what I wanted to do, what kind of impact I want to make. And I, I told him I want to work with people. I want to truly like, um, you know, be able to to find that passion with people like whatever passion they have and like help them get to their next goal I I always told him or or I tell everybody this I said a a perfect job for me is a job where I get to just put people on if I could be a professional like putter on her I don't know what that actually is but if I could if I could professionally just like find ways for people to be where they know they need to be then that's all I really need um and my 
my advisor at the time, he was like, why don't you try this intro to social work class? And I showed up, I was there and I learned so much about like the different sectors in social work, right? We usually, your first idea of social work is usually like either working with kids or like working in like, um, you know, settings like CPS, for example, or something like that. And, or hospitals or something like that. And, and I, I, didn't know that there was so much out there mm. for what you could do within social work, social welfare and, and, and social justice, you know? So I definitely fell in love. Okay. Awesome. So how do you, how do you find balance with your social work and with art? Or, 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 do oh you merge them? or do you merge them? I mean, I mean, let me tell you something. Heck, I'm actually not even practicing in social work right now. Like I'm, okay. I'm working as a, as a college advisor okay. for a community college. I mean, I'm able to fuse a couple of different things. I told you I wear a lot of hats, right? Definitely. Like, Definitely. <laughs> so. No, I mean, when you're so, helping our community, you have to, mm -hmm. you know, definitely. Yeah, I, I totally absolutely. You know, you're counselor you're you know you're the teacher you're mm -hmm. you know you're, you're advising you're you know mm -hmm. and that's advising is on so many different levels because mm -hmm. you know you have to be able to connect with the person so mm -hmm. I mean you, no, I, no I, 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 I can see it you know and you have the yeah. energy so thank you, so you, definitely, you definitely have the energy for it thank so, you thank you so so okay so you're Right now, you so what is the the college advising? How's that going for you? Like yeah, so I actually I actually serve as a college advisor for a community college, uh, Gutman Community College. I work with first year college students, and just help them navigate what higher education is, right? And for a lot of young people that I work with, like you know, especially in the community community college setting, it's all about really trying to just figure out what's next, right? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I think especially right now it's a very important time to have somebody in your corner. Um, especially as we navigate all of these unprecedented uh experiences. You know, we just came, I don't even want to say came off a pandemic because we're still kind of like maneuvering it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um so. but for a lot of the young people that I work with, their entire high school experience was online on zoom like wow. <laughs> you know and and now they're figuring out what it means to be a college student right so imagine your mm -hmm. last time being in a real classroom for real for real was like ninth grade and then you're a college freshman right yes. so yeah. uh -oh. so i can I can definitely resonate with a lot of the stuff that they find, you know, challenging and they have barriers in. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's why I really, really love to continue to work with young people in that way, in that space. Mm -hmm. um, it's a it's a nice way to fuse like higher ed and social work for sure. Yes. Um, so I actually got my license in social work this year. So I graduated in 2017 with my master's and I never went to get my license. Always worked in higher ed, um, always worked as an advisor and was able to kind of like be able to, you know, work in the outskirts of social work, but not necessarily in it. 
Okay. And this year I took a leap of faith in February and I took my exam and got my license. Awesome. Um, yeah, Good yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, that's so dope. that's dope. So I got my license and I was like, all right, so now what? What do I do with this? <laughs> 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 and I always knew I wanted to bring art to my community. I always wanted to, you know, be able to serve my community in a a unique way a way that's as special and and sacred to me but I didn't know what that looked like um then I was on TikTok one day (laughs) (laughs) and I stumbled across this this collective of people this um and this young this this individual that was hosting paint and sits in Atlanta Mm -hmm. and he pretty much was doing similar concepts to what we do for pop out and paint. Mm-hmm. Um, but he pulled up to a park in Atlanta and just nice. invited the community to come and paint with him. Nice, and I followed his journey and I, I reached out. I said, so what's up? Can I do something mm-hmm. like this in the Bronx? <laughs> <laughs> nice. And he said, hell yeah, you can do something like this in the Bronx. Um, so so a couple weeks after, I just organized my stuff. I literally took the paint that I had from my house because mm-hmm. I've, you know, I've done, I've dabbled in, um, you know, doing paint and sips and, um, you know, yeah. doing like paint events, uh, you know, for my friends and for like yeah. their or their organizations and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I never did anything that I built on my own. So I just grabbed all my stuff, went to the local park and I invited the community. And that started in April. And since April, we've had like six, maybe seven events so far. Wow. That's mm-hmm. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. We still have the art. Awesome. Did. I love that. No, that's, yeah, it, was, <laughs> it was really dope. It was, it was different and it was mm-hmm. unlike the Bronx <laughs> because I mean, you know, I would be, I would keep it up. Like, I grew up in the Bronx in like the late 90s. Mm-hmm. And when I say grow up, I was like, I was 18 when I officially lived in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. And I moved by the time I was 26. So I, you know, like Jimmy's Bronx Cafe, um, and a lot step ins, a lot of little spots, you know, some that I won't even mention because if I mm-hmm. tell you, you'd be, well, you may not even know because. You're young, but <laughs> some spots you might, if you ask somebody about that spot, they'd be like, oh, that's right. sorry. Mm. Somebody took me there. I, I didn't even know what it was, but, <laughs> but, um, you know, it was, it was, it was always like, 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 it, it was a danger aspect to it. Like, somebody, mm. you know, somebody in there was a killer or something like that, mm. but, but nothing ever, I mean, I've never been. And any except well no I'm a liar because I went to Roombas one time and uh yeah Roombas was a different experience that was like mm-hmm. near um I want to say it was like the only thing I could say it was nearby was like Saint Barnabas Hospital it wasn't really mm-hmm. near Saint Barnabas Hospital but mm-hmm. that was but yeah Roombas was yeah. Yes. <laughs> so but no, there was, yeah, it was like a like a you know like there was yeah. some sort of danger aspect to it but yeah. it never really happened but just the you know like it was like you know it could happen and yeah. then then you know we, we show up to the bronze brewery and in my mind i'm like okay let's see what this is like yeah <laughs> <laughs> i hear you i let's hear see you. what this is like and then you know it's 
it's a brewery. Everybody's smiling. And I'm like, mm-hmm. people are smiling. <laughs> okay. People are smiling. I don't know. Say, I still don't trust it. Yeah. And then, then you pop out. Hey, do you want to paint? And I'm like, <laughs> how much do I got to pay? No, it's free. Nothing's free. <laughs> Nothing's free. What do, what do I got to give you? Right? You're like, no, no. You sit down here. There's a paint. You just pick it. And I'm like, I looked at my family like, like, okay. You know, and then it's funny, like, and then we had a great time. And then, you know, we leave, we leave the Bronx Brewery and then we go to this spot that was just lit, but like too lit. Like the music is blasting. And it's just like, and I'm, I, I could, I'm like reading lips, like, how's your food? And I'm like, it's great. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. But, yeah, you know, and I, I appreciated that because I felt like, it's a it's a it's a level of positivity that the that the Bronx needs, right? Mm. Because you know the Bronx has gone through so much trauma in its mm. history, and for someone like you, and I'm pretty sure, um, you know you 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 could be leading a movement right now, um, and it's like uh, you know, and, and and honestly speaking, like there's so much that trauma that goes on in the Bronx. Um, where you know, you know, I remember people casually talking about getting shot or like, mm-hmm. and this is in the Bronx, and I'm just like, okay, mm-hmm. like, and I mean, in our community, it's kind of a thing, but mm-hmm. you know, it's only in places like the Bronx and Brooklyn mm-hmm. is like second nature. It's like, oh yeah, this guy got shot the other day. It's mm-hmm. not like, oh my god, it's like, oh yeah, he got shot. Mm-hmm. Well, what do we get up to eat? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. So. You know, I definitely I, hear that. Yeah, it's it's I, I appreciate it, and it, it's something that that the Bronx needs. And I, so, my question is: so, like, now that you 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 started like basically like in a in a park, mm-hmm. and so how did you well how did you expand it? Like, what were your yeah. how did you go through that? It's funny that you asked that because, and, and before I go into the answer to that question, I just want to acknowledge your experience of the Bronx. And I'm just really, really happy that we've been able to, together and through other experience that you've had recently, been able to start to shift that perspective because mm-hmm. that's honestly the goal. The goal is to be able to, you know, take that negative stigma that, has has been st- plastered onto the Bronx and and really try to highlight that beauty, right? Because mm-hmm. you know, I my experience of the Bronx is so vastly different from you know that negativity that is is you know usually uh, connected to this environment, this community. And I think, you know, through my work, um, I I really want to work on making sure that that's something that we are able to move away from. Um, Because my experience of the Bronx is beautiful. Like I remember growing up and, you know, doing sidewalk chalk and playing double Dutch and playing in the Mm -hmm. pompa and like, Mm -hmm. you know, being, and just being (laughs) kids and like people will play football in the parking lot across the street. Like, and, and yeah, there was a lot going on. Right. And, and that's definitely something that is very true. And I don't want to take away from that experience because I know 
that that is something that's real and even real to this day for a lot of people in this community um and also right i don't want it to be something that's like uh you know taken away from that but i and also there's so much beauty and so much light in this mm-hmm. space um so i definitely want to highlight that and and i'm i'm glad that you shared that that's your experience because that's exactly what we want to do in this season is really 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 showcase the amazing things that the bronx community can bring um so so yeah, I just wanted to acknowledge that because <laughs> no, that really that really that really stuck with me. Um, but to the question, to the, the answer to the question of how did I uh start to expand? And I think you know my answer has been because we started in April, end of April, twenty twenty two, and oh wow, you just started. Yeah, like we wow. our first event was April thirtieth, and my next event was supposed to be May fifteenth or May fourteenth. I think it was like two weeks after, mm-hmm. and the weather was was raining so i woke up that morning (laughs) of the event and i started to dm bronx businesses and i was like hey this is what i'm doing this is what i've got like this is what we've been up to can we do it in your space because it's raining Mm -hmm. i called a bunch of businesses i was just trying to figure out some way that we could make this happen and through that i was able to um have a a connection with um, Vega Alta Sports Bar in Aspire on Gerard. And that was my first, like, it wasn't indoor, but it was my Mm -hmm. first business collaboration. It literally happened on accident. Um, And I think that's the definition of serendipitous, right? Happy accident, (laughs) right? So from there, I remember I told you I DM'd all these businesses and they didn't Mm -hmm. get back to me right away. No, <laughs> but but that next week I had emails from a couple different spaces that were like, "Hey, I love what you're doing. Let's make it happen in our space." And wow. Bronx Brewery was one of them. So, you know, I was able to meet with uh, the Bronx Brewery in uh, May, and I was able to connect with their owner Damien, and he's awesome by the way because basically like the Bronx Brewery's mission right now is to be able to expand and highlight Bronx native like that Bronx or people from Bronx from the Bronx voices um Bronx artists like they have so many beautiful murals all by like local artists and and it's really really dope what they're doing over there so um you know I was able to connect with them and he was like, yeah, let's make it happen. Pick a Sunday and like come through. And from there we started to build. And nice. um, I did that event at the Bronx Brewery in June. I did another one with them in July. Mm-hmm. And um, then we had our culminating event for the season. Uh, that was our Bronx in Color event where I was able to invite some of the amazing artists that I met along the way, right, throughout Mm -hmm. the journey to come and showcase their art with the community. So that was my first, like, large-scale, like, art artist showcase um so i was able to curate that space uh for them for uh, bronx artists as well as bronx small businesses that wanted to like vend um you know their products with us so it was really really great experience that's dope that is amazing i mean i i would have thought you've been doing this for a while um honestly speaking because it's it's such a great thing and and it adds I mean, 
thing sounds probably sounds a little cliche, but it it adds color. Like it it, mm. it was something that was something so totally out of the norm. Mm-hmm. And when I got there, it 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 added a great vibe. Amazing. And people were smiling and people were together. Um, and there was no violence, right? There's mm-hmm. nothing. Nobody, you know, no side eyeing, or at least I didn't see any. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was too busy painting, so I don't know. But, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> like, everybody was too busy painting. Yeah, like, it, was, it was great. It was a dope time, man. And mm-hmm. I feel like with young people like you at the helm, you know, it could definitely be a great revival for the Bronx that won't be attributed to gentrification. <laughs> so you know we're trying to preserve the Bronx heck we're trying to preserve what we got left definitely definitely I mean we need to because Mm -hmm. you know I mean unfortunately and it's it's weird to say right that all these places that are being redone through gentrification Mm -hmm. um it's like the question is always well why didn't you invest this money in us right like why are you investing in people that Mm -hmm. don't even know the culture don't even know the soul of the Bronx Mm -hmm. you know and you want to bring in like uh like like a like a butter store or you know like you know I think that movie on Netflix Vampires in the Bronx I think it's called or something to that nature oh I think I saw that movie yeah that was (laughs) if you really if you really watch it it low-key talks about like gentrification Mm -hmm. in the Bronx and you know even though it's Based with vampires, it's still yeah. talking about how you got these people moving in, and you know it, it's. I thought it was it. It was a great message mm-hmm. if you really pay attention to the movie and not just see it for like the the extra theatrics or whatever. Yeah. Um, but definitely, I think I I applaud you. Keep doing thank what you. you're doing. Thank um, you. Thank you. It, it's amazing. Um. So tell you know. Tell the people how to find you, contact info, what you're doing. Yes, yes. Um, Yes. Uh, So you can definitely find me at Paint with Les on Instagram. Uh, We will be having a lot more events coming soon. Um, You know, right now we're in a little bit of a hibernation period. I know we were just talking and... You know, things are growing a little faster than, you know, we expected. So mm-hmm. now I'm dialing back and trying to cover some of the logistics, right? So, you know, mm-hmm. figuring out LLC, <laughs> figuring out space Definitely. and all of that stuff and forming more formal partnerships. Uh, but please stay tuned. In the month of November, we're looking to have a couple events and hopefully something to close out the year as well so please follow us on paint with les uh, on instagram and you can email me if you are looking to partner at paint with les at gmail.com here is the page just so if you guys awesome all right well if you're listening you're not going to see the page so listen to what she actually <laughs> said so if you're watching thank this, you <laughs> if you're watching this on youtube or manhattan neighborhood network this is the page that is <laughs> okay. All right. If you're listening, trust that I'm showing her page. <laughs> Thank but you. Yes. No, that's awesome. And you know, definitely support as you know as best you can. You don't necessarily have to support with 
money, you know, mm-hmm. just show support, follow, follow the movement. Yeah. Um, if you're a local artist in the Bronx or in the mm-hmm. five boroughs and you're looking for an outlet, get mm-hmm. in contact with Les. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, man, this was a great, this was a a, a great interview. Do you have any Thank last you. words, Les? Yes, if you are looking to donate, we are fully free and for the love. All donations go right back to making the experience possible for our guests. Um, and you could donate at on all of all platforms, uh, Zell Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> cash app they're all paint with les so um any donations go right back to making it happen awesome that's great that's awesome so if there's nothing else Thank i you. have been just heck this has been leslie mejia aka paint with les and this has been another episode of just another podcast thank you guys for joining us have a great evening take care be safe out there and we'll see you next time thank you thank you peace